Hello, my friends, and welcome to another moment, a Black History Moment with Bo. And I hope you are enjoying this Black History Month today and that you will inform someone that every day is Black History Month Day. Do they think us few underground teachers are going to stop on the 28th of this month? That will not happen because 95% of our history is carried on through word of mouth. We are like the old slave storytellers who would gather the children around them at night and tell them stories about where they came from. And thanks to technology, we can do it better. And all we ask is that our history keeps flowing. In reality, it's just each one teach one. For the last 20 years, people have been getting upset over the Tulsa massacre. But the Tulsa massacre happened in the 1920s. Black people did not get it until the 2000s. 80 years, that story sat dormant, except for the people that lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That shall never happen again. No internet technology. It wasn't in my history books in the 60s. That means it took over 80 years for the story of Tulsa, Oklahoma to reach us. Slowly but surely. The truth will always come to the light. So now we're going to slip into darkness and learn some real truth. The Little Rock Nine was a group of nine black students who enrolled at the formerly all-white Central High School in Little Rock, Arkansas in September 1957. Now, these had to be some brave parents and children considering what had happened in Elaine, Arkansas. But the probability is that history had never reached them. Their attendance at the school was a test of the Brown versus Board of Education, a landmark 1954 Supreme Court ruling that declared segregation in public schools unconstitutional. Once again, their law books stepping in. But that did not matter because on September the 4th, 1957, the first day of classes at Central High, 
Governor Orville Fabus called in the Arkansas National Guard to block the black students' entry into the high school. The President of the United States, Dwight D. Eisenhower, had to send in federal troops to escort the Little Rock Nine into school, and that drew all kind of attention to the civil rights movement. In its Brown v. Board of Education of Topeka decision, issued in May of 1954, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that segregation of American public schools was unconstitutional because until the court's decision, many states across the nation had mandatory segregation laws or Jim Crow laws that required African-American and white students to attend separate schools. Resistance to the ruling was so widespread that the court issued a second decision in 1955 known as the Brown II, ordering schools' districts to integrate with all deliberate speed. But because of the pressure from the NAACP, the Little Rock, Arkansas School adopted a plan for gradual integration of its schools. The first institutions to integrate would be the high schools, beginning in September of 1957. Among these was Little Rock Central High School, which opened in 1927 and was originally called Little Rock Senior High School. Two pro-segregation groups formed to oppose the plan, the Capital Citizen Council and the Mother's League of Central High School. Despite the verbal opposition, nine students registered to be the first African Americans to attend Central High School. Minnie Jean Brown, Elizabeth Eckford, Ernest Green, Thelma Mothershield, Melba Patello, Gloria Ray, Terrence Roberts, Jefferson Thomas, and Carlotta Walls had been recruited by Daisy Gaston Bates, president of the Arkansas NAACP and co-publisher of the Arkansas State Press, an influential African-American newspaper. Daisy Bates and others from the Arkansas NAACP carefully vetted the group of students and determined they all possessed the strength and determination to face the resistance they would encounter. In the weeks prior to the start of the new school year, the students participated in intensive counseling sessions guiding them on what to expect once classes began and how to respond to anticipated hostile situations. Now, check this out. On September the 2nd, Governor Orville Faubus announced that he would call in the Arkansas National Guard to prevent the African-American students' entry to Central High claiming this action was for the students' own protection. He even went on television (laughs) insisting that violence and bloodshed might break out if black students were allowed to enter the school. 
Remember what Alabama Governor George Wallace said? Keep them out of the classroom together and you'll keep them out of the bedroom together. Same mentality, right? The Mother's League held a sunrise service. A sunrise service, do you believe that? At the school on September the 3rd as a protest against integration. But that afternoon, Federal Judge Ronald Davies issued a ruling that desegregation would continue as planned on the next day. Maybe they thought the sunrise service was going to bring God into their bigotry. Eight of the nine arrived at Central High on September the 4th, 1957, driven by Bates. Elizabeth Beckford's family didn't have a phone, so she had no way of knowing about the carpool plans. Therefore, Eckford arrived alone. The Arkansas National Guard, under orders of Governor Faubus, prevented any of the Little Rock Nine from entering the school doors. One of the most enduring images from this day is a photograph of Eckford alone with a notebook in her hand, stoically approaching the school as a crowd of hostile and screaming white students and adults surrounded her. This is the image we often see of the little black girl walking, carrying the notebook surrounded by white people. It is often shown with Vice President Harris. Eckford later recalled that one of the women spat on her. The image was printed and broadcast widely in the United States and abroad, bringing the Little Rock controversy to national and international attention. In the following weeks, federal judge Ronald Davies began legal proceedings against Governor Faubus, and President Eisenhower attempted to persuade Faubus to remove the National Guard and let the Little Rock Nine enter the school. Judge Davies ordered the Guard removed on September the 20th, and the Little Rock Police Department took over to maintain order. The police escorted the nine African-American students into the school on September the 23rd through an angry mob of some 1,000 white protesters gathered outside. Amidst ensuing rioting, the police removed the nine students. The following day, President Eisenhower sent 1,200 members of the United States Army 101st Airborne Division from Fort Campbell, Kentucky, and placed them in charge of the 10,000 National Guardsmen on duty. Escorted by the troops, the Little Rock Nine attended their first full day of class on September the 25th. Numerous legal challenges to integration continued throughout the year, and Fabus repeatedly expressed his wish that the Little Rock Nine be removed from Central High. Although several of the black students had positive experiences on their first day, they experienced routine harassment and even violence throughout the rest of the year. 
Melba Patillo, one of the students, was kicked, beaten, and had acid thrown in her face. Minnie Jean Brown was expelled from Central in February 1958 for retaliating against the attacks. And the harassment went beyond the students. Gloria Ray's mother was fired from her job with the state of Arkansas when she refused to remove her daughter from the school. The 101st Airborne and the National Guard remained at Central High School for the duration of the year. In September 1958, one year after Central High was integrated, Governor Faubus once again closed all of the Little Rock High Schools for the entire year, pending a public vote to prevent African-American attendance. Little Rock citizens voted 19,470 to 7,561 against integration and the schools remained closed. The only bright light was that in May of 1958, Ernest Green was the only senior among the Little Rock Nine to graduate from Central. And in the audience to see him graduate, civil rights leader Martin Luther King Jr. stood. Green was the only senior amongst the Little Rock Nine to receive his diploma. The rest of the Little Rock Nine completed their high school careers via correspondence or at other high schools across the country. Several of the Little Rock Nine went on to distinguished careers. Green served as Assistant Secretary of the Federal Department of Labor under Jimmy Carter. Brown worked as Deputy Assistant Secretary for Workforce Diversity in the Department of the Interior under President Bill Clinton and Patillo worked as a reporter for NBC. The group has been widely recognized for their significant role in the civil rights movement. In 1999, President Clinton awarded each member of the group the Congressional Gold Medal. The nine also received personal invitations to attend the inauguration of President Barack Obama in 2009. Jefferson Thomas became the first of the Little Rock Nine to die when he succumbed to pancreatic cancer at the age of 67 on September the 5th, 2010. After graduating from Central High, Thomas served in the Army in Vietnam earned a business degree and worked as an accountant for private companies and the Pentagon. There you have it, my friends. Our history. Us. And for all you young students that may be listening, that are fortunate enough to have parents or grandparents that point you toward this program. I say to you, 
take what you hear and run with it. The fight is not over. The snake that goes by the name of racism has changed his skin from brutal to systemic, but it's still a snake. That music tells me that it's that time again. But I leave you with these words. Never be bullied into silence. Never allow yourself to be made a victim. Accept no one's definition of your life. Define yourself. Until next time, my friends. It has been my honor.